Hey everyone, this is Jeff with Big Campaign Stories. After the events of the last episode, I thought we'd take a little breather, talk with our players about their characters and kind of how they're feeling and what we're going to do going forward. I'm here with Jesse and Sean. Hey oh. Oh. No lightsabers. Week. What? I'm rolling <laughs> it right now. You can't stop. No. I hope uh, I wish I wish <laughs> once upon you. <laughs> can't make me roll that. Not when there's no danger. <laughs> All right. So first question, how's your character feeling about bold requisitions? You want me to go first? You got strong feelings about this one? Sure. I got, I have prepared responses. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I've looked over the questions and I've kind of mulled over my feelings, but I haven't uh, rehearsed anything <laughs> or, or taken any <laughs> notes. Yeah, uh, Oswald is feeling generally okay about old requisitions, despite everything that's been going on. Um, it's it's certainly become a lot more complicated than what he imagined repo work would be like. And especially with all the work we've been doing lately, dealing with monsters instead of people. Um, he's starting to wonder whether that's because there's like just more monsters out in the world than he realized, or whether there's something weird about old requisitions that means we end up doing monster-related work. Um, he very much like the people of Old Rex that he's working with. There's something strange in the neighborhood. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I never saw this many monsters rolling around like the underplate of Pauldron. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, I was thinking just from sort of being there from the beginning, I boiled it down to bold requisitions down to if they're, we're playing the uh, financial game, and I think we're doing really poorly at it. <laughs> so like you know nobody's no one person's fault i don't think but <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to not say <laughs> i think now that we have a, an accountant uh, that's going to make things interesting as far as what our plans look like in the future like what are we willing yeah. to risk uh, in what sort of jobs it's hard to get a read on the finances, right? Because like Lucius pays us, and I I would say he pays us pretty decently. Like we have money to go out and buy equipment, yeah. But we've got no visibility on like the overhead of what it takes to keep bold requisitions actually running. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't know how how the finances of the business are, but in like if that wasn't a thing, if we were just operating off of a street corner, it would I would say we're doing it pretty all right. Well, is that something you guys would like me to quantify? Is that do you guys have numbers for that? Oh, well, I, I guess this is just my immediate response to what, how you feel about bold requisitions, mm -hmm. which I feel like is a different question from how do you feel about Lucius? Yeah. How do, how do I feel about <laughs> this business as it is operating? It's just, yeah, I, I don't think we're doing well, but it's also, it isn't quantified that, I'm not necessarily saying it needs to be, but it might add some light quantification. Might might add some stakes, <laughs> some stakes Ooh, to the gameplay. Maybe it's dangerous though, because it means we we've got to be a lot more solid about the in-world economy, which is always going to be a little funny. Mm -hmm. I I think it's fine keeping it loose. I think the the um, the offhand comments that John makes as Lucius about how the business is is struggling. That's that's enough for me to have an idea of how things go. Um, 
if he wanted to get more in the weeds on how the accounting of it all works, I'd be totally down for that. But I don't think we certainly need to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, if it's if it's done, if we don't do it well, <laughs> then it's mm. just a whole bunch of weird dry bookkeeping stuff that we go over, mm. and that's not <laughs> uh, very compelling to listen to. <laughs> Let's give it Welcome that. to the double entry bookkeeping episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that kind of thing will will come up more organically as we start if we start having more interactions, especially with Lucius's siblings, because hmm. um, it seems like there's some financial shenanigans going on behind the scenes there, um, where they're trying to take control of the business in some way. Um, so I suspect it'll come up more then. Okay. All right. Uh, number two. Do you feel like your character is on the same track as you started on? Let me to go first again. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got, I, I got you. something for it. If you, if you want me to, uh, I don't. Uh, I think it's my. It's been kind of established that my character isn't super smart. I don't have a whole bunch of extra skill points lying around, and uh, I've ended up dumping any a point into computer use. <laughs> I have no natural skill in. So that's been the biggest difference in my character of just like this whole avenue. It's where you're. That last bit did not come through very clearly. I don't think Sean going <laughs> to say that last sentence again. Not, yeah, because my brain just slowly shut down. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It, so wasn't, it wasn't the microphone. It wasn't cutting out. I, yeah, <laughs> I was just, I was just like, shut it down. Shut it all down. Are you going to finish that thought? No, I'm not going to finish that thought. <laughs> No, <laughs> eat that thought. <laughs> uh, for me, I feel like I'm sort of on the same track I started on. Um, I, I chose Inquisitor as a class because I was looking for like a good like mix of combat and utility, and the, I thought it was going to be a good fit for a character that was going to be really mobile and into quick in and out situations. I definitely started from the idea of the the hedron harvesting equipment and being able to zip around three dimensional space and kind of built the character from there. Um, but lately, um, I've started to think more about the religious aspect of what it means to be an Inquisitor in the world of Big Campaign, where gods are, are a little bit toned back, but still present. Um, and especially have, what that means for Oswald and how he views the world and his role in it. Um, I think personality-wise, Oswald is still, like, he's still fun and young and naive and inexperienced, but still capable. Um, but he's starting to become a little more aware of his own naivete and and the consequences of that. Um, and he's starting to be a little less okay with that and starting to think like, oh, maybe he needs to like come a little more serious and grow up a little bit. Um, moving forward, I'm definitely planning on spending more skill points on uh, different things as we're leveling. He's been focusing a lot on like utility and like um, uh, strength and dex based skills most of most of the time up till now. Um, but it's time for him to start branching out. Okay. Uh, is there, so number three, is there anything you want to focus on with your character this coming chapter? Want to go? Kind of going, yeah, sure. Um, kind of going more into what I was just talking about. I, I, I'm planning on looking more into Oswald's relationship with Tali. Um, I think that's kind of an underexplored aspect of his character. And we also haven't really talked a ton about gods in the podcast yet. Um, mm -hmm. so this is kind of a way to, to introduce that component of the world a little bit. Um, I think... Oswald is also starting to struggle with the line between when he should like get instruction from Lucius and when he should like take initiative and act for himself or even act contrary to what Lucius says. Um, 
that's he's he's been trying to like make that call more lately um and it hasn't always gone the way that he would want um but i think we're going to start to see oswald being a little more independent minded uh, and trust his own instincts a little bit more mm. <laughs> <laughs> answer um <laughs> was that your answer? Hmm? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I was no, no. I was thinking about, I was thinking about what you said, thinking about ah. your answer to the question. Okay. But, um, I mean, maybe I'm answering like a slightly wrong answer. Like maybe I'm thinking about the question slightly wrong. So, <laughs> um, I guess uh, for me, up until now, I've just been kind of playing support, and I think getting antsy about uh being able to do different personas i think that is pretty fun i think people enjoy uh enjoyed uh jake palace <laughs> <laughs> similar shenanigans right. and uh i think something to focus on is is finding a good outlet for that because i think if i if i let that if i don't let the steam out of the tea kettle then i was like mm. then i end up wanting to be a park ranger or you know, I'll, in, or I'll interject those where where maybe they shouldn't be. So looking looking for some way to exercise some of my disguising and social stuff. Okay. All right. Number four. How does your character feel after the events of the park session? Oh man. <laughs> you want to take the lead on that one, Sean? <laughs> no. I, yeah. I'm about it. It's just. Uh, I have definitely put some thought into how Oswald is feeling about that. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's weird that there's so many really gnarly things that have happened in the course of an episodes, and mm. none of them stick on my character for all that long. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. And it's definitely impactful how close Dosh and... Lucius came to death, and there was some horrific shit going on. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like it's like oh I don't know. Like they like my brain resets by the time we get back to the <laughs> when I, when I get back to the impound lot. I'm like just yeah hit hit the hit the hay and wake up the next morning and it's time to go back to Goodberry. Oh jeez. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> like are you <laughs> are you going to Goodberries by yourself? No, 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 no. I mean, after we get back, of course that there's gonna be convalescing time and are we doing are we doing one month or are we doing three months? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm willing to what what would you what would you two like to see? Would you prefer it just be a month so we're still doing some like winter stuff and whatnot um or should we be looking at something where we're three months out so we're in spring and it's a different time and different setting mm. we delay it longer and there's more of a chance that we'll be able to keep up with it <laughs> <laughs> at least for a little while next 10 episodes um i think i'm kind of leaning more towards a month um I feel like we've been kind of like hinting that winter is coming for quite a while, mm-hmm. but it's only been like a session or two that we've actually had snow to deal with now, um, where like winter actually mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, th- I think that's an interesting wrinkle to to deal with 
for any given mission we're trying to go do. Um, that we just you don't really see that wrinkle very often in other seasons. You know, I mean, we can always do like a thunderstorm or something like that, but snow is its own particular kind of interesting thing to deal with, especially in a world where we have cars. True. Fair. What were your What were your feelings after? <laughs> After the session, after the, uh, after the, so after actually, the camping trip. Yeah, uh, so I wrote a little vignette about it uh, because I was I was thinking about like how how I thought how I saw it going. It just kind of turned into like a little little bitty short story. Um, so I think I'll just read that if that's cool. Over the five or six days of downtime, Oswald is feeling really down. Uh, he'll grab Cobbler from the apartment and bring him into the office where he intends to stay during that time. Four days in. Oswald can be seen in the workshop at the Bold Requisitions office. Parts of a sculptor lay about untouched. Oswald is reading a book on Tali, cross-referencing with a few other books on basic magic theory that he scavenged from either Lucius's shelves or the local library. He has bags under his eyes from lack of sleep, been avoiding nightmares about sharp grass and hunting, spider monsters in the forest, scorn moon, and vaguely humanoid oozy forms with cybernetics implanted where their heads would be. Explosions, snow, smears of blood and metal where once there had been a person at the car. He doesn't think he did anything wrong, or that he made the wrong call. He did what he thought he needed to do, and did it as best he could. But his best wasn't good enough. People got hurt. People died. Can't just be an observer, a mobile knockout specialist. It wasn't just happenstance that he found this equipment. Holly made sure he found it, to give him the freedom to act. But when the time came, his intention was bounded by his ability. People died. That's... He needs to try harder. To be better prepared. To do what needs to be done. And nagging at the back of his mind a voice that he doesn't want to think is coming from Tali, telling him that Sands made his choice too. Everyone there made their choices. Sometimes people choose to die, whether they know it or not, and you can't make a different choice for them. But did they make the choice to die because of a choice that Oswald made? If he hadn't chosen to stay, would they have run? Oswald shakes away the doubt. Doesn't help. Second guessing doesn't help. We don't get second chances. We get choices. We get to act. Oswald concentrates harder on the books. So that's how Oswald's feeling. Nice. Sean, in your short story? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I went first, baby. <laughs> well played. I'm surprised I didn't make you guys roll initiative for this. Um, <laughs> All righty. Then number five. Do you have a favorite moment so far? And if so, what is it? You have one off the top of your head? Uh, I I kind of struggled with this one. I think my favorite moment was the highway chase um, and using darkness to cause the crash and the death of Togir. Um, I thought it was a really cool scene, really uh, really action-oriented, and it was also kind of a pivotal character moment for Oswald because it's definitely the first time he's ever killed anybody. Um, and it was an instance where like he let the emotions get the better of him and he was reacting to you know the attempted murder of Cobbler. Um, but outside of that, it was it was a neat little mini climax to an episode that um, that had a lot of a lot of cool lead up to that. Uh, I think I might be partial to yeah earlier same episode <laughs> or previous uh, mm-hmm. previous episode of just uh, delivering the basket to the party and mm-hmm. uh, Bond's interaction with his brother. Mm. Just uh, I thought everything about the party was pretty pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, and honestly, the funeral was pretty neat too, um, where John interacted with both his brother and sister at the same time. That was the first time the rest of us met. Well, first time Oswald met them. Mm. 
was, I think it was the first time the back- that we really introduced them, quote, on camera. <laughs> Backstory episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, number six, uh, what's something cool you want to see in this coming chapter? Personally, I want to see more interaction with the other Estibolds. Um I, I think seeing seeing the interaction between Lucius and his siblings is a, a neat dynamic that's kind of happening in the background. Like we all kind of know it's happening in the background, but we haven't really seen a lot of it yet. Um, and I'd like to see that kind of play out a little more. Um, and it also um, lets us see more of like the political machinations that are happening in the world of Big Campaign at, at a larger scale as well. We've kind of hinted at, you know, Amon Industries being a big player in the world, but how that fits into the rest of the world and how it works um, is something we haven't really talked a lot about yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sean? <laughs> See what happens if you don't do your homework, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I looked over the uh, note cards. <laughs> uh, I probably thought about the first couple of questions a lot more than the last couple of questions. Yeah, that's what I did at first as well, and I realized that if I did that, if I didn't write anything down, I was going to be, like, really sloppy and fuzzy when I got to the end. <laughs> I like uh, I like recurring characters. Mm. I I didn't really enjoy seeing those Applied Solutions guys pop up again in the road trip. <laughs> and You didn't like or you did like? I, I did like. Okay. I, I, I dug it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was great. More... You know, I think that's also why I'm a big fan of nonviolent encounters or nonviolent solutions to combat encounters is that I get to see faces come back. And I think that's just kind of fun <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. Builds up the world more. I want to see more uh, familiar NPCs and more new NPCs get introduced along with returning favorites and kind of flesh out more of an extended cast. Mm. That's what I want to see. In, in. So I'm I'm curious. I actually have a question for you, Jeff. In response to this question, is have you gotten any feedback from anybody about cool stuff that others would like to see or hear in what's going on? Uh, not yet. I haven't gotten a lot of feedback in that direction. Um, people like our our weird names and pronunciations, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, for the most part, I think we're doing pretty okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, I haven't heard anything specific like that. Okay. I mean, I, I guess I asked because, like, we've been playing in the world of Big Campaign for, I mean, we just started our eighth campaign in this world. So we all know this world really, really well as players. And so we take a lot of that knowledge for granted as we're moving through it with characters. Um, and so I'm kind of curious what what people who are not familiar with the world are curious about and what we should try and talk more about or explore. Yeah, no, hopefully uh, hopefully that'll be something when people listen to this. Uh, they can ask us questions, either put on Spotify in the comments or send us something on Twitter. Oh, yeah, lots of places to reach out to us. <laughs> I guess that's pretty much it for now. Are there any questions you guys have for me besides the one Jesse just came up with? I noticed that uh, the first two people you had on for this reaction is are the two people who did not die. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Yes. That is intentional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that way the other two can shit talk us in the next episode. <laughs> or more likely shit talk me, because it's not like you got them into that mess. <laughs> These fuckers didn't soak enough damage. That's why we died. 
<laughs> Oswald wasn't so shitty at scrolls. We would have done so much better. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was really not sure at all how that was going to play out when I made the decision to stand help Ranger Sands. I kind of suspected that Lucius would decide to turn around, but I definitely wasn't counting on it. No, that's fair. That's a, a reasonable expectation. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, nice to have something something like that that you are principled about. It's mm. kind of like an easy choice to make, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think where things went weird, for Oswald anyway, was when it became clear that Sands was going to try to fix the problem rather than do some kind of delaying action to get away or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and then it became like, okay, well, now we have to go through all these steps to try and fix the problem. And if we succeed, then great. And if not, then we're in worse danger than we were before. Um, which, obvi- I mean, that obviously makes sense. It's just not what Oswald was anticipating when he decided to stay and help. <laughs> no, that is very fair. Yeah, I think I kind of saw that as one of those cinematic moments, you know, when everyone's going to leave, the one person mm-hmm. stays behind. It's like, yeah, it's instantly relatable in my mind of what that moment is. And I think everyone kind of cued into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it worked out. It, <laughs> I think it made for a better session the fact that our roles were so bad in the most recent session compared to the session before. Where everything was going our way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys were dropping rocks that session. Oh, <laughs> God. The water. So, I could yeah. not get above like a six on my Viewsmatic device. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then seeing John just like failing at like kind of a core part of what it means to be an arcane caster, <laughs> and just everybody's struggling. I'm not. I mean. Not you guys, like Fours and and Dodge. You guys are both just kicking ass. <laughs> I I had a slow start. I think when it came to just mindlessly gunning into the crowd of zombies, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess those rolls were all right. <laughs> you can't possibly crit. <laughs> I think yeah, Dodge was definitely the star for those two episodes, pretty much. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's got a neat uh, a neat build with that stick fighting thing that he's doing. Yeah. I haven't seen the mechanics of how it all works because I don't see all see all's character sheets or anything, but in concept it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Are we leveling? Are we leveling up, Jeff? Are, we gonna, are you gonna level us, Jeff? Are we gonna level up? Are we gonna level level for season two? Going into season two oh, with another so, level. So here I am, right? Just really happy. Wanted to soak in that Christmas morning moment, <laughs> and these kids, these kids are trying to tear open these presents. <laughs> Nintendo 64! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's the Nintendo 64! <laughs> I I'll throw in there as a counterpoint. I'm actually okay with us leveling slower, um, but that's it's it's more for like meta reasons, right? I know the faster we level, the faster we're going to reach like max level, and that kind of signals that we're going to be done playing soon. And I don't want to be done playing soon. I want to keep playing oh, more. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll get stale. It'll get more stale faster, potentially. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, effectively, you guys gained what you started at level three. You gained two levels in chapter one, fourteen episodes. Ah. Um, since you guys do have a gestalt side to you. I was mm, going to right. use this opportunity to say your gestalt levels up. Oh. 
So enjoy your level two of your Gestalt class. <laughs> Have we talked about that at all? Like it on should, any, uh, any recording? Have we mentioned that we've got that Gestalt piece? We have not. Um, and so we can talk about that right now real quick, is that all the characters have a level in a gestalt, in, a, in another class. Gestalt meaning you pick two classes and kind of get class features from both. Now, I did edit it a bit. They have a main class that they are, and then the Gestalt, they just have the class features. So if you were to Gestalt Bard or Wizard, you wouldn't get more spells. Uh, you would just get whatever class stuff kind of comes with that, however they want to do it. So. It's not meant to, to burn them down with too many things, but just to add more depth to the character to kind of represent what they're doing and how they're doing it. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, people. Thanks for listening. And of course, like, review, rate, five-star, all that jazz, if you can. Our intro and outro music is from Nihilor. The title of the track is Catabasis. All right. Have a good one. Bye.